When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to the E2C Network for a special episode covering some interesting topics that have just broken in the Auburn Athletics Universe. My name is Kyle Loomis. I'm editor-in-chief of the E2C Network, and I'm joined today by a usual co-host that I have, Clint Richardson. You know him from the Inside the Jungle, covering men's basketball podcast with myself. He's also part of the dynamic duo that is his Hitchcock Hecklers, our Auburn baseball podcast on the network as well. And you might also know him from a little thing called AuburnUniforms.com, the Auburn Uniform database. He is your go-to guy for all the things Auburn logos, uniforms, designs. He's the guy that you want to talk about these type of things. And that is exactly the subject we're going to be talking about tonight. Clint, we got a, a little bit of big news breaking tonight. Yeah, I would say so. You know, this is one of those moments where when I met a guy that was obsessed with uh, Northwestern stripes, uh, that is obsessed with the exact phraseology for what shade of blue Auburn is. Uh, the font type on the baseball uniforms. When I was learning about this guy named Clint Richardson, I was like, what is this guy so obsessed with all this stuff for? Man, never did I see a day where I am so happy that I, obviously as you as a person, I love you, but just from your Auburn uniforms expertise, this is like, it's like a kid in a candy store for you today. Yeah, anytime Auburn reveals a new uniform is always fun, but also stressful to try and you know, replicate all the details and, and understand what's going on real fast. This is a little bit different. Um, you know, it, it's much more of a bigger, drastic change, um, but it's just entirely different at this point and, and honestly still trying to come down from the adrenaline rush. Yeah, and it's it's quite an, an interesting thing that we've known a little bit about that's been developing, and we do want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, this news was broke first by Brandon Marcello uh, of the 24 Sports Network, and I, I just want to make sure that he does get credit for uh, breaking this news story first. Uh, Clint has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes as well, has been informed uh, with some great sources um, that he has kind of known this is coming down the pipe and has been preparing something uh, for you guys as well. Uh, so, like I said, as a member of this network, you know him very well. But I do want you guys to get to know the Auburn Uniform database, auburnuniforms.com. And since we're going to discuss this, Clint, and people want to trust you about your expertise on this subject, give them a little bit of your background in terms of your knowledge about all this stuff and how you started Auburn Uniform Database. Well, the, the Auburn Uniform Database started in 2013, so we just finished celebrating uh, five years of doing this and um it really started as a way to 
document and showcase and just as a research project of the the late 90s, early 2000s Auburn basketball uniforms because it was a very interesting time. But it just kept expanding to the point that, you know, there's there's almost 100 years worth of football uniforms online and there's um, <clears throat> every sport, every team sport basically under the Auburn Athletics banner is represented on uh, the Auburn Uniform Database. And it's just been countless hours, thousands of hours just researching and documenting and, and replicating uniforms in a easy to see and, and understandable manner. And I think that the site has really served its purpose well, and and I hope it continues to do that going forward. Their site was made for days just like this, where we've heard rumors of Auburn wanting to change their logo. Uh, you know, there's been some history we're going to get into in a little bit that this has been attempted before with some not-so-great results. Uh, so, you know, we wonder sometimes, does history repeat itself? Will this be a successful transition when it is officially announced? Auburn University hasn't made an announcement themselves, uh, but it has been confirmed by those who have broke the story and, and you yourself as well. Uh, so this, well, I'll get more information as things go along here, but the main thing that we want to address here, uh, right off the top before we start talking about our opinions and things of that nature is, you know, we're not going to say whether you should yourself like it or not. We're going to give you our impressions of it, me as the non-expert, but also Clint as the expert of some things maybe he does or doesn't like about the potential changes. But if you're going to actually talk about these changes, you need to go see them. And to do that, you're going to have to go to AuburnUniforms.com and go see his brand new article that he's just put out showcasing these changes in a very interesting format. You've obviously got Clint, the old logo, or I guess we could call it old. It's not old yet, but the proposed one right next to each other. And I think when you have those right next to each other, it does a strict contrast there where you can really see how much different it is. And then you also do a little graphic down there at the bottom where you can see a football helmet with the old and the proposed logo switching back and forth. And it gives you a perspective of what you might uh, kind of expect with that. Clint, other than talking about and showing the differences in the appearance of the logo, what are some of the other things that you discuss about logo changes and things of the past in this article? So the first thing you'll notice uh, if you scroll down through the story and see the um the different representations of the new logo and how it looks on the, the Auburn football helmet is that the font has also is also going to be changed. And, you know, it's, it's yet to be seen how this is going to affect the, the team uniforms because all non-football teams use the copper plate number font. And copper plate is apparently going to be thrown to the wayside. And, you know, that's the number that you see on, you know, most of the basketball uniforms, all of the baseball and softball uniforms, and, and similar uses. So there's there's a wide-ranging effect that this logo change is going to take. And you know, I think even beyond the font and the logo, like the, I think the biggest story here is that Auburn has to now spend a lot of time and a lot of money replacing every appearance of this logo throughout every facility on campus and and around the city and this is just going to be a long term project and you know it's it's going to be weird to see even on campus a new logo side by side with an old logo and yeah it's 
it's going to be a lot of money. And I think if, if I were, if I had more say and, and could pull those kind of things, like I would not be happy with the university spending that kind of money on honestly, what's not the biggest change in the world, but it's just big enough to warrant all those kind of things. Well, what I like about the article too, Clint, is you know it's one thing to just talk about the changes in it, but as you just addressed, you go into the implications of what changing a logo means. It's much more than slapping a new decal on a football helmet. Frankly, you even say that there. You know that's the easiest change to make at this point, but it's some other things that have to happen. You know, it's a there's a giant water tower downtown that's probably got to be changed at this point. I can't imagine how much that costs. So I think it's great that you go further with the implications of a logo change much more than just the aesthetics of that and i thought that was really interesting in your article that you brought up there now to appreciate the magnitude of an event like this we have to kind of go back and see has this occurred in history before and it has with not so great results clint you've done some research about i believe it was 1995 the last time the logos were attempted to be changed. And you also wrote a, an article about that uh, on auburnuniforms.com uh, called This Almost Happened. Auburn Almost Changed Logos in 1995. So you need to go check that out. But give us a little perspective about what happened in 1995 and why it wasn't a good idea. Yeah, so that story actually got published in 2017 after... Jeremy Henderson of the Warrior Reader was able to find documentation and photos of the proposed logos. And what happened was then President uh, William Moose, Moose, M-U-S-E, however you want to pronounce it, um, honestly wanted to see what was available outside of the traditional AU logo and um, actually put together a community contest and invited fans and students and alumni to propose logos and they got some options but they weren't great (laughs) and then two faculty members actually teamed up and created 42 different iterations of like 12 different designs um some not really that big a deal change wise and then some that were honestly likened to the windows 98 logo and and stuff (laughs) um and and just the outcry and the backlash was enough for Auburn to just squander the entire um, project. And it wasn't until you know 2017 when Jeremy was able to uh, did that up that it came back to light. Yeah, I I look at some of these logos, Clint, and I think it's very an interesting comparison that you say to the Windows whatever logo back in the day. That's that's I get that feel from some of these things, you know. I, what was the need to change it at that time? Was it just time for an aesthetic change or was it just one of those things? Somebody got bored and said, we need a new logo. Let's see what the fans think. That's a really good question. And it's hard to, to say, I think that um, the president might've had some bad information given to him by people that he trusted. I think he might've been bored. Like you said, Um, we'll never know, but it's, you know, the, the theory for, right now and for the current change until Auburn is to come out and confirm it is um, embroidery and replication in smaller forms. And like, if you ever listen to designers or ever take a logo design course or anything like that, you know, one of the top rules in designing a logo is it must work well at all sizes. 
if it, if it looks good on your computer screen, if it looks good on a billboard, that's great. But if it doesn't look good on a letterhead, a business card, uh, embroidered onto your T-shirt, those are where you have issues. And I've never experienced any issues with the Auburn logo, but there's been some talk that it doesn't replicate very well in smaller sizes. And I think that that might be just the <clears throat> the reasoning behind tweaking this. Removing some of the white space like they did is should, in theory, help with that replication process. So if I had to push you from that 1995 lot, is there one that you would have been like, okay, I can tolerate this, but not really? No, there's just, (laughs) I mean, there's one that looks like, you know, almost like little blots that kids play with. And the point of the A doesn't even come to a single point. The two points of the, of either side just cross and miss at the very point and it's just kind of humorous at that point well i get the feeling that they tried to go with the engineering route there but that obviously i'm not an engineer here so i'm just completely talking from place that i don't know of that to me engineering wise doesn't even make sense if you don't have two points coming together to meet and balance each other out so that was the one that i just look at i'm like absolutely not whoever thought of that you just you need to go like take a nap or something because that was really ridiculous i look at the list and I don't really see one that I would have been super happy with. There might be some that were not really, you know, that bad. Uh, but you can go check all those out at his um, article from two years ago chronicling the 1995 proposed changes that thankfully never took place. Now, Clint, if we're going to change the logo, I think heavy public opinion is the Auburn logo is classic. It shouldn't be changed. You already heard that on social media. There's been a lot of people that have heard this rumor for a long time and have voiced their opinion already. And again, while we're not trying to stir the pot, so to speak, we do want to address that. Why do you think people have such a strong affinity for the logo as it is right now? I mean, that's that's easy. It's it's what they've grown up with. It's what they know. It's what they've come to love after all this time. And it's you know, it's what Auburn is. It's gone rather untouched since it first appeared on Auburn's football helmets in 1966. I mean, it's a 50-year-old logo at this point, and Auburn fans don't take well to change. A lot of people don't take well to change, and when you're changing something that is such a staple, it's it's probably going to rub a lot lot of people the wrong way. And, you know, when I was told the rumors, at first my thought was, they're going to have a riot on their hands. And some of the rumors that I was told didn't come to fruition, at least at this point. But, um, you know, they, they definitely would have had much more of a riot if those things had happened. And, you know, it's, it's going to take a lot of getting used to. And, you know, so far, just within the first hour of this thing being published, um, a lot of people have even said, like, if you didn't tell me it was new, I would never know. And, you know, that's honestly kind of why the Auburn Uniform Database exists, is to share those kind of things. But I I think, you know, from afar, you really won't be able to tell much of a difference. Um, But once you get up close and once you see it side by side, that's when you'll see the difference and be able to come up with a judgment one way or another on how you feel it looks. And I, I think that this might, you know, go the way of, you know, people are going to forget about it. After a while, I mean, and Twitter expanded from 140 characters. It was a nightmare. Of, <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this. And, you know, now it's 
we could never imagine going back to to that style and you know I, there's a chance that that might happen um <clears throat> personally i hope that it doesn't i hope that this logo just doesn't happen you know it it, it doesn't look right it, and just side by side it just doesn't doesn't do any justice to the original logo i think well, again, if you want to make um, your own impressions of it, you the listener, you can obviously go to armyuniforms.com to look at the side-by-side comparison. Clint, I'll be honest. I was one of those people when I saw your article and looked at the side-by-side comparison. I said, okay, what's the difference? And then I had to focus and really pay attention to what had happened. And then I kind of see it. And as the more I look at it, it stands out. So as you said, I think it's one of those things that if it does come to fruition – this change does happen. It's one of those things that I think could become, oh, remember that one time we got upset about the changes? But right now, when you I look at the classic versus the proposed, I don't like it at, at, at the start, but maybe I can be convinced otherwise. So you already touched on it a little bit. Can you give me, like, what's the biggest differences in the old versus the proposed logo? So I do think that, a little bit of a disclaimer needs to be said that the image that I use is a recreation of the logo. Um, and I tried to match it up as closely as possible as what I was told and was led to believe. So you'll notice that the outline of the logo is a little bit thicker than the original. Um, Brandon Marcello with 24 uh, seven sports was able to receive a official logo from the university and that stroke outline is much more in line with the original. So there's a little bit of difference in, in what we're showing and what I was able to um, recreate. But I think that that's just a, a mistake on my side and how large of the stroke I went with. But the differences are really just the A is ever so slightly shorter and the U is smaller. They tried to make them the same size. Like, I think if you were to break apart the A and the U on the original, you would find that the U is still a little bit taller. So they, they've they removed some white space, some negative space um, that occurred with the difference or with the overlaying of the letters. And um, towards the top, you know, the little upper serifs, upper bars of the U and even below the, the lower serifs of the A. So... It's a little bit squished, you could say. Um, it just, it honestly, it doesn't look as professional and as um, correct as what we've been seeing for almost 60 years at this point. And I may be giving it a comparison that's completely incorrect here, but I, I get what they were trying to go for was maybe a more modern feel, a more compact feel, as you say, maybe almost to a fault where it does look a little bit too squished down. I do agree, however, and this is kind of some of the areas where I, I, I guess I, I do maybe like the change if it does happen, is removing that negative space, that negative space being those tiny, tiny, tiny little white spaces you were talking about in between uh, the sides of the A and right there underneath the bars of the AU as they connect right there. I do like that. But the sacrifice of squishing it, I don't know that that's worth it in the sense of it. And then also, just my perspective here, the U in the classic logo does look kind of stretched out to me to kind of make it fit well with the A. I do think kind of making them form a little bit closer to each other's size kind of works. 
I just don't know after making those changes if it's something that I like at the start. Doesn't mean that I can't grow on it, but I don't know that it's something that I'm going to like long term. And you know, we're we're probably going to have people listen to this and read the article and think, why why do you care so much? And we'd never would have noticed if it wasn't pointed out. But these are things that can get noticed and will get noticed. And you know, as you're dissecting the difference between the new and the old ones, like, yeah, that's something that you wouldn't have done otherwise. And, you know, that's not so much a fault on the reporting of it. I think it's just an issue with, you know, the reason to change. You know, if the U was overly stretched out or if those little negative spaces at the sides of the top of the A were bothering you, like, you probably never would have known. And, you know, maybe that's a fault in the reasoning to change also. Yeah. Well, I think you brought a, a great point up. Why do you guys care? You know, this seems like such a, in the grand scheme of life, in the grand scheme of Auburn athletics, you know, I think if we win a national championship this year, nobody's going to ever care that the logo might change. You know, that's going to be like the the thing that we kind of just chattered on about on social media for a few days there. Uh, but, you know, we, we care about every aspect of Auburn, especially here on the E2C network. You know, we feel like it's our mission to bring notice to other areas that don't get as much of a discussion of a conversation start about. And this is one of those areas, some things that people never pay attention to that are worth at least kind of noticing and discussing because obviously people's hard work and dedication goes into trying to do something like this. So we're not taking anything away from those that are proposing these changes. We're just giving our interpretation of whether we like it or not and why these changes might be happening. And and to touch on that a little bit more, Clint, I think... I love, again, your thoughts about the implications of what it means to change the logo outside of slapping a decal on a helmet. This is a overarching, complete overhaul that has to change the branding of not just the university, but in some aspects, the cities. What do you see being the most challenging part outside of maybe football with this logo change? Well, I honestly think football is the easiest to, to undertake this change. I mean, you just have to change the decals on the helmet, which is honestly not going to be that expensive. Um, and you have to get a new template for the midfield logo and the, uh, the turf team, which is going to be expensive. But when you look around campus, there's an AU logo everywhere you turn. It's on every sign, on a, every concourse, and every door, every window, every car. doesn't matter where you turn. It's on that thing i mean even outside of the baseball stadium there is a hedge cut into the shape of the current previous classic old whatever AU logo. <laughs> and you know those are all going to be honestly rather easy to change it might add up over time absolutely but then you see like you've got a giant led au on the east entrance of the stadium there's a giant led au on the bat side of the new jumbotron there's logos literally everywhere on campus and those are going to have to be changed you know you've got um the auburn university marching band just received new uniforms last year and they had to replace their band a with the au now those are all going to have to be changed and you know softball and baseball getting the uniforms within the two years those are going to all be changed and it's just all those kind of things that are going to have to be changed that's really going to rack up in the money. And I honestly just don't think that it was, it's worth that for, you know, 
a, a too small of a logo change to really warrant that. Yeah, it does seem to mount up when you consider the amount of changes that are being made, which are very small, uh, to what could actually happen over time. Um, I get the feeling that when this is officially announced and, and displayed uh, by Auburn University, if that comes to fruition, uh, that this is so going to be very much a testing of the waters type of issue. Uh, and it's going to they're going to gauge reaction and see if it's something that can happen without too much backlash. You know, if we go back to 1995, you know, the fans spoke up and said, no, this is not the change we want. We personally are not advocating one way or the other. Clint has given you his opinion that this is not something that he thinks, obviously, just beyond the look, is something that is wise. I'll give you my opinion after kind of studying it a little bit. I'd be fine with it. It's not what I would want. I'm a nostalgia freak. I love the classic stuff. And I wouldn't want it to change, but I'd be fine with it. But the, the regardless of all our opinions here, again, I do want to state that there are people's hard work going into this type of thing. And we don't want to take away from their efforts, the amount of research they've done, the time they've taken to see if this is a feasible change. And we'll find out as time goes along. One quick thing I do want us to address, Clint, outside of the logos, you know, you talked about fonts in your article changing as well. That is something that I still am not grasped because I didn't realize there were that many fonts out in the world. You've opened my eyes to that. I mean, really, uh, when you started talking to me about our logo, uh, when we were going through that design process, you were like, you want this, you want that. I'm like, what? what?" I thought it was just, you put words on something. No, I mean, you call it copper plate, which is what Auburn has now. Not you call it. That's what it's called. Uh, they'll be switching to something called Saban. Am I saying that right? I hope so, because <laughs> it's when you look at the spelling of it, it's S-A-B-O-N, and it's very close to Saban. And oh, you know that a goodness. lot of people... I didn't even think about gonna, that. Oh. A lot of people are going to run with that one, Kyle. You know that's the oh, case. Oh, Clint, this ruins this now. Oh, um, we've just started something. <laughs> um, I'll say this much. I think that Saban... Uh, font feels more academic to me, more formal, whereas the copper plate, what you see now on all of the um, the gear, the logos and stuff like that, uh, you see now currently with Auburn written out. I like that a much. That feels more overarching as opposed to kind of in a certain realm, meaning more formal with the Saban there. Um, so, yeah. so with that... Um... You know, how I've been kind of describing it on social media right now is that in the world of design and sports design in particular, copper plate is hated. Copper plate is really seen as, you know, what the layperson, you know, the, the meme hating of Comet Sans is. And it's, it's that it's a considered a cheap and lazy font to go with. And, you know, if you look at, the Golden State Warriors. Their uniforms have consisted of copper plate fonts and numbers for many years. And now that the uh, the previous NBA season has ended, they're actually changing that going forward. So, you know, pretty much the two biggest entities in the sports world that have been using copper plate are now planning to stop using it. That's and pretty interesting. It really is. And, you know, the thing with the Saban font to me is, you know, like you said, it is a very academic looking font. Um, you know, the it, it looks rather 
simple and similar to like a Times New Roman kind of thing. So it, personally, I would have liked Auburn to come out with a little bit more appropriate font, I guess. Um, I don't think everybody needs a custom font like you see Nike trying to do. Um, but something that was a little bit more Auburn and appropriate for the university, I think would have been a lot better. I, I probably expect that one to, you know, just the Saban font to be used primarily through the academic side. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that we're going to see it in the athletics world. So, you know, like we were saying earlier about all these logos that need to be changed, like now you've got numbers on all non-football uniforms that also need to be changed. And it'll be very interesting for me to see if they stick with copper plate and, you know, more or less have a lame duck couple of seasons with the current uniform sets, or if they'll just rip off the copper plate numbers on the back of the baseball jerseys and go with something different, if they'll go something new or they'll go back to, you know, just a traditional athletic block font going forward. There's a lot of questions that are going to come out of this, uh, whether you're uh, reading the rep- first reports from Brandon Marcello or you're taking the time to go over to auburnuniforms.com and check out Clint's article, not just on these changes that are potential, but also the potential changes that tried to take place back in 1995. And I, I do think it's really important to go read that one too, because I think it puts into perspective the differences in the two scenarios. This one to me feels a little bit more official, whereas the other one felt like, hey, let's just go have some fun. Uh, so that's why I have hope for this one if it does uh, end up taking place. And, and who knows? By the time you know we get a couple of months and maybe even a year down the road if the changes haven't taken place, maybe they go through another round of discussions about another uh, deci- couple of decisions of what to maybe tweak and not to tweak. Um, the, the question and, and the story we're not trying to drive here is Aub- that Auburn's logo shouldn't, shouldn't ever change. It's just whether we feel this is the right change and at the right time. And again, I think that's what you do so beautifully in the article is bring up that uh, type of discussion about it. So final thoughts, Clint, about whether you want to talk about the classic logos we've dubbed it now and maybe the potential logo and this whole situation. What would you like to express to the Auburn faithful about this situation? Well, if you don't like it, I think that you still have an opportunity to voice that. Um, you know, Just last year, the University of South Florida revealed a new academic only full body bull logo and immediately it was ridiculed for mimicking Merrill Lynch and their logo a little too much and less than a year just in May of this of 2019 they killed it so there there are opportunities for officials to admit their fault and backtrack on whatever decision that they made so i think that if you don't like it you can still kind of voice that opinion and maybe kind of squash any movement that this logo change for auburn has going forward but i think that you know we're kind of stuck where we are right now and you know at the very least you might as well just get used to it yeah i think it it does feel a little hopeless when you say that but like you said there's an opportunity there to voice opinion and here's the beautiful thing about not just what we call the Auburn family, but the academic side of it, the athletic side of it, the the whole of the Auburn experience, the whole of the Auburn people, is that we care about each other. Maybe, you know, on certain levels, you know, sometimes 
that guy that you know is bumping up against you in the in the stands when you're watching a football game when you're trying to enjoy watching the game gets on your nerves but you still love him as an Auburn brother or her as an Auburn sister we have an opportunity to speak our opinion so do so in a productive manner if you do not like it do so in a way that encourages them encourages them to seek the changes that maybe do need to be made or that shouldn't be made. I do want to express that to our listeners out there. I hope that you will be part of the productive conversation about this, I won't call it an issue, but this discussion that we're having here today and these potential changes that come. So please do be productive and do express your opinions, whether they are for or against this, because I promise you, the university does care about you, the Auburn family member, and your thoughts on this issue. So again, thank you guys so much. Everyone out there who's taking the time to listen to uh, this episode, uh, to take the time to read Clint's article. It is an important topic and I hope you will seek out information before you make any decisions about that. So if they want to Clint, find out more information from you personally or through your website, tell them where to go. Always follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24 for all things like this um, and check out the Auburn Uniform database at auburnuniforms.com and also on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to find me, you can do so on Twitter at TigerEye24. That's all we have for you in this edition of the E2C Network. But until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?